fuck that right. movie. That's all right. We can talk about Prometheus now. Oh, no. Oh, yeah. Uh, what was the black goo? <laughs> the black goo was, uh, you know, what? I don't even think really Scott knows. I don't even think John Spates knows. I know or, for fucking sure Damon Lindelof doesn't know. No, Damon Lindelof knows. He just, doesn't want to, he just doesn't want to tell anyone. Are you serious? I, I, I don't know. I don't know anymore. <laughs> I, nor, and I, the thing is, we'll get into it, but I don't think it matters if there are answers to any of these questions, but we'll get into it. We'll get into it right now. Hey, welcome hey. back to the Waffle Press Podcast. I am your host, Diego Crespo. With me, I have Matt Garingo. Fuck yeah. We're doing it. We're wrapping up our alien quintology retrospective. Mm-hmm. Fuck yeah. Until uh, three weeks from now when Alien Covenant comes out and disappoints. I, don't, I'm, I have heard good things from people who did not like Prometheus. So I am I, keep my fingers I, I will be shocked. I will be shocked if it is good. Well, here, you are... Um, <laughs> let's talk about really Scott really quick then for a little bit. Because you have a... You're not a big Ridley Scott fan, right? I'm, I'm not. I mean, here's the thing. He has incredible visuals in his movies. Like, like epic visuals. Um, he's still doing epic filmmaking, which is something a lot of directors just don't do anymore. Um, somehow he gets the money to do that. Uh, Usually the quality of his films comes down to the script and how much he himself understands the scripts. Because, um, I mean, he's, he's, made, he's made a lot of movies I like. I just think that sometimes he doesn't understand his own movie. I totally believe that. Uh, what did you think of The Counselor and The Martian? Um, I like them both enough. Uh, the Counselor is just one of those kind of like, this is a fucking mess, but hey... It's enjoyable. Uh, there's enough, there was enough in The Counselor that I'm like, I will never see that in another movie. <laughs> that made me go like, I can give it a pass on some of the things. But that doesn't excuse some of it. Some of it is just stupid, but whatever. It's a fine film. Oh, okay. I, I fucking love both of those. I never watched uh, uh, White Egypt. I just have no interest. Yeah, I saw that, and I was like, it was weird, because I was like, how is The Prince of Egypt a better movie than this? <laughs> the animated film from, like, 99. <laughs> uh, and then Prometheus, obviously, is your favorite in the Alien franchise. Um, absolutely not, but let's get into it. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so this is the prequel, not prequel, but totally finally revealed to be a prequel to the Alien series. Yeah, all right. First of all, back the fuck up. <laughs> What the fuck was the deal with the marketing for this movie? Like, why were they so, like, it's an alien prequel, and then they're like, it's not an alien prequel, and then it's, like, could they not make up... I get the feeling that they honestly couldn't make up their minds. No, I, I think that that was the case. They had no idea which route it was going to go, and mm-hmm. Ridley Scott keeps getting to make movies even when they bomb financially or critically. Um, mm-hmm. he, he plays really well with the studios. He talks about it uh, in a THR roundtable where he's like, I think Danny Boyle, a con- like, not confronts him, but like, asks him, like, you know, like, I had trouble making one movie in space, and this guy's going back and doing it like three fucking times. 
Mm. And Scott just says, like, yeah, well, you know, like, it's just like making any other movie. Just stay on time, on budget, work well with studios. And that's why he's always able to do director's cuts, too. Because mm-hmm. um, they just like working with him. He, he's, a, he's a good workman. Yeah. Uh, and that that I makes get, a lot of sense. Yeah, and I get the feeling that no one knew which route Prometheus was going to take, even though Ridley Scott was just like, kind of go with the flow. Showman for this movie, mm-hmm. um, and I think that's why the ending is like it's only a good final scene for like if you're an alien fanboy, yeah, <laughs> not for the actual movie that proceeds it. Mm-hmm. Uh, and also, have, have you like seen like the deleted scenes for yeah. Prometheus? Like some of those scenes are scenes that are in the movie, but they're like completely different. Mm-hmm. The uh, like, I think the big one is the. Uh, the borderline xenomorph attack yeah. on the ship, which is in the movie, but yeah, different, really different. Which is weird considering that the final decision was for the movie to be an alien prequel. Um, that they cut this thing that looks... I, it's baffling, honestly. That, and it, I, I think it's just a sign that how little of this movie really makes sense if you even dig like an inch below the surface of it. Mm-hmm. Um. And, like, this was that, honestly, when I saw it, because I was hyped, like, this was one of those, like, like I got really excited for. And I went to see it in theaters, and it was one of those, like, where you get to a certain point, and you're like, oh, no. <laughs> this, isn't, this isn't doing it for me. And, like, I walked out, and I kind of had this thought, I'm like, you know, Ridley Scott does a lot of director's cuts. Maybe the director's cut will come out. And that'll, like, clear everything up, and then I'll, I'll think it's genius. And this is, like, the one Ridley Scott film that, in, like, 20 years, it doesn't have a director's cut. <laughs> like, I was so baffled. Um, and the DVDs were even marketed. Remember when the DVD came out, and it was, like, questions will be answered? Yeah. Like, I think that's another hint at just how little anyone knew what was going on in this movie. Mm-hmm. Um, which is a shame because, fuck, is this a good look, good looking movie? Um, it's it's fucking incredible. I would, I missed this in theaters, and oh, I, was, I was and I was really excited for it. Yeah, theaters for whatever reason, um, mm-hmm. and it's just gorgeous. I I what did I watch it? No, I I think I, I borrowed the Blu-ray, mm-hmm. and it is fucking. Unbelievable! It looks yeah. incredible, and it—it's just like any scene when there's not an actor on screen. It's like really arresting, or when an actor doesn't have any dialogue, mm-hmm. and like just like the scene with David in the room that has like the map of the universe or whatever. Like that's a, just an amazing scene, or just the the arresting image which they used on the poster, just because I think they knew how good it was of just the giant head in the room full of the little uh, canisters. I mean, that's a great image. And it like, it's, like, opens up a lot of interesting questions about what the fuck is this movie going to be. The problem is, when you start going, well, what is that? Uh, what's it all about? It all starts to fall apart. <laughs> um, oh, man. Um, well, let's start from the top. So David is the best thing about this movie, like, bar none, right? I mean, besides um, the, uh, the visuals? No, Charlie Theron is the best thing in this movie. 
Um, okay, I'll accept that. I I have issues with David as a character. Um, I never really got David, honestly. No, I don't get him, but I, I think he's the most compelling part of it. Charlize Theron's character, I don't even remember the character's name. I think I she's the most fully formed. <laughs> she's David's interesting. I don't remember anyone's name um, or Shaw. And I think Charlie Stone, I just watched the movie and I'm struggling to remember names. Um, I think her name was like Vickers. Um, at least that's just what they keep saying. I think I could be completely wrong. It could be another character. But she was the only one I found really interesting. To watch. Just, and I think it's mostly just because Charlie Stone's an amazing actress. Mm-hmm. That she can really make like shit interesting just a very boring character interesting um whereas i don't know david just wasn't i I didn't find anything that interesting about david other than there's this like you know like uh, uh, trying to unpack this movie is always frustrating um because there's like this interesting thing about like meeting your creator Mm -hmm. and david is the creation of someone else's creation essentially and that's kind of interesting. But other than that, and, and I guess, no, no, there's not much. <laughs> I don't get it. I, there's not much to David. I don't think David's that deep of a character. I think, like, every other android, including fucking What's-Her-Face, oh, Winona Ryder has a, is, yeah, no, no, Winona Ryder is a more interesting, like, android than David. I think that's like I never, the alien hot take. I, I guess maybe I'm wrong. Maybe I'm just missing something. But I don't know. There was nothing about David. David just did weird things. And you're like, why do you do that? And then the movie goes, who knows? And then you're like, fuck you. Um, okay, so you know how like everyone's an idiot in this movie? Yeah. Yeah. And, like, uh, I've heard some defenses, like, oh, they're scientists. They're, like, prodding around. They're po- Like, you don't poke a fucking alien with a stick. Yeah, you know? no. no. There's, there's, there's lines you don't cross for believability. None of these people act like scientists. Yeah. No, no one acts like any of their jobs. The security guy doesn't act like his job. The captain of the ship doesn't act like he's the captain. <laughs> it's very bizarre. But, um, but here's one thing. I will just, before we get into it too much. You could totally make a movie about idiot scientists and make it work. I mean, you could you could make this this movie could have been a brilliant film about what happens when corporations fund scientific endeavors instead of just, you know, scientists, like free of, you know, corporate influence. Because all these characters are very like naive, especially the main character about what they're going to find. Mm-hmm. And you could have totally played that up as like they they totally underestimate what they're getting involved in, which has happened a lot in the history of exploration. Like if you read about like the first people going to the Arctic and like just how a lot of those journeys just completely fell apart and like hundreds died. And you read about all the shit they just fucked up. They just didn't even think about like there's one expedition. I don't remember which one where. They didn't package any of their food right, so all the food got lead poisoning. Oh. So the crew slowly started losing their minds as they journeyed into the Arctic, and just they all died. 
And, like, you could have totally done something like that with this movie. But instead, these characters are kind of just idiots just because the plot needs them to be. Um, but, but let's wind things back right. another moment. Well, two um, things about the idiocy thing. Uh, I, don't, okay. I don't buy the, um, that defense that, oh, they're just scientists and they're prodding rockets. Mm. Ridiculous. But I think that David was doing that. I feel that at least that's what, that's what I get from the presentation of Prometheus, that David is just like experimenting with the crew. Mm. And I think that's more believable than a bunch of supposedly renowned scientists acting like jackasses. Um, um, I, w- I kind of agree with that because he is the guy. I mean, when he goes into the chamber, he's like actually collecting samples and yeah. <laughs> you know doing things that a scientist would do. Um, but when it comes to later things, he does things that really don't make sense when you think about it. Like that he's not really testing any variables. He's just kind of like just doing stuff. And I think if he was experimenting, he would have handled things differently. But that's just me. Well, the end of this Um, movie kind of falls apart. Like, I mean, um, yeah, no, that's what I mean. (laughs) Uh, I also want to say that I, I like your, uh, your point about the explorations to Antarctica, because mm. this is clearly at the Mountains of Madness in space. Oh, yeah, and let's just take a moment to say that fucking Guillermo del Toro's At the Mountains of Madness got canceled because of this movie. Yeah. And this movie ain't worth that movie. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, it is it's, not. I, I can't. Just the, the, knowing that makes me... That's unfair to this film. I'll be the first to admit, but... It's a very upsetting thing to know. Um, but, all right. So, wind the things back. Uh, there's that opening with the albino dude. Oh, it's... What is that? Um, it's... <laughs> what is that? It's gorgeous, but then you're like, what the fuck? <laughs> like, it's just... You're like, all right. I guess that's where we're starting this thing. Yeah, I guess it's supposed to be about, um, I don't know, is this movie, like, dealing with uh, ideas found in, like, Scientology? Um, well, I mean, it's basically just dealing with a lot of ancient alien shit. I mean, there's all, you know, if you watch any of those shows where they're, like, hieroglyphics have people worshipping the stars. Instead of just doing the logical thing, which is, they're worshiping the stars. It's they must be worshiping flying saucers. Um, it's it's I I think it's literally just it just takes the ancient alien thing, and says I mean there's a book. Have you ever heard of the book Chariots of the Gods? Yeah. Like you know, which basically says that like aliens had all sorts of influences and like um, pyramid builders all around the globe. Um. Yeah, there's just that's basically it. And this movie kind of takes that, but doesn't get into the whole pyramid things. They decided to leave that for uh, Alien Alien versus versus Predator. Predator. Um, (laughs) And instead, there's like uh, there's some hieroglyphics and cave paintings, Um, which I I don't. It gets to this weird thing because I really don't know where the line should be drawn of like what questions should I be asking with this movie. Because you go, hey, there's these hieroglyphics, and they're pointing to this. These, all, it's all these people around the world worshiping these giant figures, and then it has the same formation of stars in the sky, right? Yeah. 
So were these aliens like periodically coming and being like, hey, our weapons testing facility is on this planet. All right, bye. Like, <laughs> were they doing that? Or like, where did these, what, what was, what are these hieroglyphics and messages? A mistake. But are like, like, am I? Is it wrong for me to ask that question? Like, no. does it not really matter? I'm, um, I'm very. Con- I I don't think the movie knows what questions to leave ambiguous and which ones to answer. And then at the end of the, the film, it just doesn't matter because it's it's so much of a mess. Like, I think mm. you and I agree on this. That, or no, I know we agree on this. Movies can be ambiguous when they're mm. dealing with big ideas. You know, you don't you don't need everything. Yeah. But when the movie is unsure of what it should answer and what it shouldn't answer. Like, I, I, what do you think the point is of Prometheus? What is the thesis of Prometheus? All right, that's, this is going to be fucking impossible. Um, because there's, a, there's so, like, here, all right, here's one thing I want to say. I was trying to take notes on this movie to answer that very question. <laughs> and, like, and, like, it literally resulted in me, like, every minute, like, writing down a new thing. I would have to keep pausing the movie and write, like, a new thing every like couple of seconds because there's like all these weird like very pointed lines in this movie about gods and your meet your maker and like oh it's christmas <laughs> and but then at some point i'm like it doesn't matter because the movie's not very good <laughs> like at the end of the day like i really don't care what any of the like what the ideas are because i don't like watching the fucking movie but if I if I could near a guess, and this is based on just like these thoughts aren't very formed, but to me, when I first saw it, I thought part of what was going on was the idea of what if you met God, and God ended up being evil. Like that was just one. Like, and I get there's I think there's multiple ideas, but that was the one I kind of latched on to. Was like, what if you meet your creator and your creator like hates you which i is fucking horrifying yeah that's a very scary and fucking badass idea yeah and could have made a great movie and that's what i kind of thought for a little bit until i found a interview with ridley scott who i guess decided to give a bunch of interviews about prometheus to ruin the movie even more (laughs) because he, in one of his interviews, he says that Jesus Christ was one of the albino aliens. Oh, fuck. So, fuck any ideas going on in this movie. Like, that is so unbelievably stupid. And it ruins any other ideas I can think of to know he said that. <laughs> well, like... Because... Like, it's not so much that that idea is there. Mm. I think it's that, what the fuck is that? have to do with the movie that we watched. Yeah, know? and where is that in this film? Other than they keep mentioning Christmas. Like, am I supposed to extrapolate from that? Being like, oh, it's Christmas. Clearly one of these albino dudes was Jesus. Fuck, I can't believe I didn't pick up on that. Like, fucking what? She's <laughs> <laughs> Uh, you all right? Yeah, I sneeze because I'm allergic to bullshit. <sighs> yeah, oh, God. Thank you, thank you. Um, yeah, it doesn't... 
Like, it doesn't matter. It's like when people bend over backwards for, like, um, what they call misunderstood masterpieces. Yeah, like uh, Batman v Superman, let's say. I tried not to bring up the name. name. (laughs) Like, everyone's got their own opinion and whatnot, but um, if they'll talk about things that aren't even, like, in the movie to, like, support Mm. their their claims and ideas, I'm like, that's fine. But if it's not in the movie, you know, like, I... It doesn't, that might be, it doesn't it might be a problem if the movie doesn't fucking explain itself. Yeah. Unless it's like some weird art project where it's like you have to watch the movie and then also read a book and then also like do something. Like if it was like an experimental thing, like that's about the only time I'm okay with that excuse. Mm-hmm. But if your movie doesn't explain what's going on and, if, and it doesn't matter what deep ideas are going on in your movie if your movie just sucks <laughs> and is uninteresting. So, well, that's the thing. I'm I'm never bored watching Prometheus, like I am with Alien Resurrection. Um, I could agree with that. Alien, but Prometheus just makes me wish I could just like read a book that just like explained everything. It doesn't make me want to keep watching the movie. It's like I wish uh, I had a book of like just not written by Ridley Scott. <laughs> <laughs> they just kind of came up with like an interesting theory. About what's going on in this film. Uh, uh, like, written by John Spates? Yeah, maybe. I mean... Didn't he write Passengers? Well, Passengers is, like, another alien resurrection and that it's directed wrong. Yeah, I, I, I'm also in the party of thinking that... I think Passengers probably had a really good script and they just <laughs> fucked it up. Yeah. Um, that would have so. been a great little psychological thriller, but that's a whole oh, other yeah. thing. Uh, but no, but this is a uh, Lindelof was brought on after Spates, right? I know they yeah, get a yeah. co-writing credit, but they were they were not together. Well, because Spates' script was called, and I think you can get the script out there somewhere, but I didn't fucking bother. <laughs> I wasn't gonna go all Alien Three on this one and like do tons <laughs> of research. Um, uh, his his script was called Alien. It was called Alien, the Engineers. Yeah, I have that uh, script. Okay, have you read it? No. Okay. <laughs> I just have that's, it. I was going to try to read it before uh, this, but I didn't. That's fine. Um, and, and this is also, this idea is something Ridley Scott has been talking about for, like, years. Like, he's wanted to go back and look at, like, where the alien came from for, like, years. So, he's wanted to do this, and this is what we fucking got. Woo. Um, we ended up on a planet that wasn't even LV-426 or whatever the fuck. Yeah, it's still so weird to circle it back around to that again. Like, mm. it, it turned out to be an alien prequel, but they did everything in their power to not make it directly an alien prequel. Yeah, and the, the thing that frustrates me about that is that it's, it's called like LV-223 or something like that, right? Yeah. <clears throat> but then the no alien... Yeah, the but and the alien ship that crashes in this crashes exactly like the ship is on LV four twenty six. Like it's the exact same image. It's like honestly, I feel like they changed that in post. I honestly feel like they it, the original script said LV four twenty six, and then they were looking at it and they realized, hey, how come in aliens no one found this underground facility on this planet? Like, how come no one else noticed any of this shit? Mm-hmm. 
and they're like, uh, fuck it, it's another planet. <laughs> <laughs> like, uh Yeah, it doesn't, doesn't, ugh. It's so frustrating. Like, this one's mm. way more frustrating than any of the other Alien sequels, because this one has so much potential. Like, yeah. right there to be a, a great science fiction movie. And a great horror and, movie. And personally, this was the last chance of this franchise, in my opinion, to do something different. This was the last chance to, like, kick open the doors and be like, the Alien franchise can go in, like, all sorts of weird, different directions. And they fucked it up. So now we're getting an Alien movie again. <laughs> um, well, let's talk about the cast. They act. Yes. Uh, Idris act. Elba has an accent that comes and goes. Oh, I'm picking up laugh forms. I love that. Yeah. Uh, yeah, no, that's... I got nothing. Who's the Chinese actor I'm... that's in this? Um, uh, I can't remember his name. No. Uh, he's in the... He's... He's in The Martian. He was in Doctor Strange. He's really good. I like him and shit. Yeah, he's great. Uh, uh, Benedict Wong. Yeah, Benedict Wong. He has nothing to do in this film. It annoys me. No, yeah, he's so good. And all these people have, like, nothing to do uh, except for uh, Numi Rapace? Rap Numi Rapace, Rapace, I believe. Yeah. And uh, Charlize Theron and Michael Fassbender. Yeah. Everyone and else is just canon father. <laughs> father. Yeah. Um, I want to talk about uh, Shaw's great little uh, abortion scene. Because... Um, let's not talk about that just yet. Oh, so good. I, we have to. I have to save that. Okay. Because okay. I just want to go back to a scene early on in the film. Let's do it. Um, which I think sums up everything wrong with this movie. All right. Um, so there's, you know, there's the scene early on where we see David walking around the ship. Everyone's asleep. He has this device that lets him look into people's minds. Mm-hmm which doesn't make any sense and only exists to explain how he communicates with the cryogenically frozen Whalen. That's the only reason that device exists in this film. Um, he wakes everyone up and then we go into a, a scene where we explain to the crew why the fuck they went on a two year mission. And like everyone goes like, why would anyone agree to this mission without knowing what it was? I think that's the wrong question. I think that's the wrong thing to take away from this scene. Um, I think this scene just shows how sloppy a lot of the writing is in the movie. Because you could have totally done this scene before they took off. Mm -hmm. You could have totally just had this scene where it's like, hey, we gathered some of the best minds here. We're going to pay you like millions to go on this mission. And here's what the mission is. And instead... Because Ridley Scott wanted to start this movie out like Alien, where we just show everyone slowly waking up, but also didn't know how to explain the mission <laughs> in a way where like the characters wouldn't be like, hey, we all know this information. Because that they all would if you just start with them waking up. Because an alien, no, like, there's no discussion about like what exactly they're mining out in space in the original Alien. But you're going to have to have a discussion about what the fuck they're actually doing on the Prometheus ship mm -hmm. at some point. So instead of just doing that scene on Earth before they go to space, they did this really awkward merging of those two scenes so they could both copy Alien and also have an original plot. 
which is where I think a lot of problems from this movie come from, is trying to serve both of those needs. Um, yeah, in actuality, it should have just been its own thing. Which, yeah. You could still be a prequel to Alien, but you don't have to tie so hard directly into that. Which and I you think don't need to start... Eventually, which is why they like, oh, let's not make it the same planet, or let's not make it exactly like this. But, but then that also fucks up the whole flow. But this is clearly Ridley Scott's attempt to remake Aliens. I mean, Alien. I mean, he's not trying to tell an original story here. Personally, I don't feel that. Because it's just, it's just all the same beats from Alien. Just longer. Yeah. And more boring. It's like uh, how Aliens is alien, but bigger and more action-packed. Yeah. But bigger and stupider. Exactly. Somehow we've gotten to the point where Alien 3 is the most original film in the franchise. Uh, I miss Alien 3. I do, too. <laughs> um, so, uh, Oh, yeah, so their mission. Their, their mission across the stars to find God, who turns out to be evil. Yes. Yeah. Is uh, Jesus. I got this movie. Nothing. This movie. Sucks. See, that's the thing. You start like trying to unpack it, and at some point, you become totally lost. Yeah, I was like, oh shit! Like I'm trailing off, and I have it right here. <laughs> I mean, because there's nothing. Because it's so. It's. I mean, maybe I'll accept. Maybe I'm just a fucking dummy. I don't know anything about what I'm talking about ever. I pretend I know what I'm talking about. I don't know. But personally, I f I don't understand what's going on in this movie. Nor do I, I care to understand. It's 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 got so much potential to be this great idea movie. Like you know what? If I would buy it in a heartbeat if there was a Prometheus director's cut down the line, because mm -hmm. yeah, you're. I had never thought about it. This is the only Ridley Scott movie that didn't have a director's cut in yeah. I don't know how long. Uh, and then Kingdom of Heaven, that like saved that movie. That's that's like the top five Ridley Scott for me. Oh yeah, definitely. And like American Gangster, the director's cut is better in my opinion. Oh yeah, yeah. Um, I mean, all his director's cuts are great, personally. Um, but, but this Prometheus still has this really grand style of filmmaking, mm -hmm. and I. I just love looking at like these broad vistas and like these the ship designs are like they're not extraordinary or anything like that, but they they come across as like really great, inspiring science fiction for me. Mm. Um, it, it feels like I'm watching like something that should be way more memorable than it is. Yeah, it's it's amazing how great these visuals are and how little of it really does stick with you once you leave the movie. Yeah. Uh, and even when they're like exploring the catacombs as they go along with their mission, they toss mm -hmm. the little balls up and then they scan the whole area, the whatever, the tombs. Mm -hmm. and the it, tombs. It, yeah, it's it's exciting stuff. And then like they start talking, you're like, oh shit, you're all idiots. Yeah. You don't know what the Once the fuck. The guy who lets out those uh, balls that scan the tomb, he's like, these are my pups. And then he goes, oh, ooh. And I'm like, go away. <laughs> <laughs> like, why are you here? How did you pass any tests to get on this mission? And I know you're just going to die. I mean, like, 
One of the great things about Alien, I don't think it can be stated, like, I, I think people kind of miss this point, but you really don't know who's next in the original Alien. Because mm-hmm. all those characters are well-developed enough that you honestly could follow any of them, pretty much. Like, like Ripley totally could have died at some point in Alien, and Yafet Kodo could have taken over. Yeah. Like, because he's a developed enough character. But none, like, none of these characters are developed enough. To the point where even the ones that need to be, to where they can carry the films. I mean, you only know who's important by how much screen time they have, and not motivation. I mean, because arguably, uh, Numi Rapace's like boyfriend, husband—I don't remember if they're actually related. Like they're married. Um, uh, I don't. I don't remember if they're married, but obviously lovers. <laughs> yeah, they fuck at some point, but yeah. Um, that works out well for everyone. Yeah, yeah, it's a great thing. Um, it teaches you women to have sex, I guess. I don't know. Um, <laughs> I was thinking, like, if they're not married, like, is it punishing her for having sex out of marriage? Who fucking knows? <laughs> um, but, uh, like, he has more motivation than she does for a lot of this. Mm-hmm. Like, she has all this stuff with her father, but that gets kind of like, you know, that only gets brought up at the beginning and then doesn't get brought up again until later. And for a long time, her, her uh, lover, I'll just say, is like the guy who's like really gung-ho about meeting these aliens and he's like really excited about it. And he's the one who's like kind of the driving force about going in there. And makes, uh, and every decision he makes makes you hate him more. <laughs> Like, they're like, hey, don't do a thing. And he's like, I'm going to do it. <laughs> and he does that enough times to the point where, like, I, ho- like, I don't care if he dies. Like, he's done everything wrong mm-hmm. and deserves it, which is why you don't feel anything when he gets burned to death. Yeah, it's supposed to be, like, like, this really tragic moment, but it's just, uh, yeah. And you're like, yeah, hey, can I watch The Thing when this is over? <laughs> the Thing was a cool movie. Who brought a flamethrower into space? A flamethrower doesn't seem like a good thing to bring into an all-oxygen environment. Um, anyway. Uh, yeah, because like in, in Alien, they, they maneuver the, the flamethrower like manually. Like they have to create it manually, right? Yeah, yeah. And also, that's like a, it, there's more like, like, it's more of a refinery. Like I could get the flamethrower. Like, but they build it in ah, whatever. Fucking movies. Yeah. <laughs> I was just, I was gonna say though, the one of the worst fucking plot called the sex of this fucking movie is when the uh, the lover boy um, gets all pissy about the fact that the aliens are dead. Where he's like, "We came all the way out here and they're dead," and I'm like, "Motherfucker, you just made the biggest discovery in human history." <laughs> Everyone on this ship takes this way too well. Like, literally, this would fucking, like, like, I could totally have understood, a more realistic thing would be, the moment they discover an alien, if one of the crew members just pulled out a gun and shot themselves. (laughs) Because I believe, like, that discovery some people wouldn't be able to handle. Because I think it would be a really monumental thing. And instead he's all like, wah, they're dead. Like, fucking guy, shut up. It's, it's weird because they're like, they're scientists in the movie sense of scientists. 
but also stupider. Like they don't act like people who actually want to embark on scientific journeys. They yeah, act they, like, like fucking movie stars. They act like a lot of people who read a lot of stuff about science, but don't bother to do any of the actual like research. And just like that, like, you know, when you have like a friend who will like post something online that like, like the moon will be the, I mean, Mars will be the size of the moon next week yeah. or some bullshit. <laughs> and they, they post it like they think it's real. Uh-huh. And that's what all these characters, I mean, there's even a line in this movie where the one guy goes, don't be such a skeptic. <laughs> and I'm like, skepticism is like one of the foundations of science. Like you're supposed to question shit. That's how you learn things. <laughs> And another dude says Darwinism in this at one point, which is like, what the fuck is that about? It's just odd. It's very odd. Uh, as the movie progresses, I am both... I, I think there's like a, a nice little rising tension in the, the way it's filmed, and it starts getting more intense, but also way more stupid. And mm-hmm. I, I can't, I can't help but get a little excited as it goes on because the action starts picking up, people start dropping like flies. But I don't care about any of it happening at the same time. It's just a weird disconnect. Well, for me, that the script, the tension shifts in the movie for me. At least the first time I watched it, which the first time the tension was all like, "Oh shit's gonna happen any moment," like, "Oh this is ominous," like, "Oh we're going into the cave," and then the tension shifts. Um, around the time the one like uh, geologist guy starts talking about how much he loves rocks <laughs> and you start going the tension starts turning to oh this is going to get good at some point <laughs> I'm sure if I wait around a little longer this movie's actually going to start being entertaining <laughs> I'm sure that's coming and then it never does uh, the part that absolutely threw me off and I, I still hate it is when Wayland turns out to be alive mm-hmm. and on aboard the Prometheus. I, I wish I could understand this decision to have him there and hide him for the majority of the movie. Yeah, that, there's no, that doesn't make sense. I don't know why they did it. You know where the fucking movie loses me? The beginning? No, two scenes. One, when they... Which might be one of the of a movie where we were talking about how great the visuals are. This might be the worst scene visually, which is when they start like trying to reactivate the nervous system in the head they found, and the head starts twitching. That felt like it was out of a like a fucking asylum movie. It looked so awful, and was so dumb. Like why why they do that? Why, what, what, what was that about? It's just, and it looks so bad. It's such a bad effect. It's like, cut that scene. You didn't need it. But uh, the one big scene that loses me, but I'll let you take over, is the weird uh, alien abortion scene in the movie, which is when the movie completely lost me. I think if there were any ideas that were driving the narrative, they're gone by this point. But Mm -hmm. I think this is where the thrills actually kick in. And I'm 
I'm still not on board with the movie, but I'm like, okay, at least I'm into this different part of it now. Mm-hmm. Uh, think of that what you will. I, I, at the end of the day, I think I do like kind of Prometheus, but it's like with an asterisk, a bunch of them. Um, mm-hmm. And this scene is a good example why, because it's, it's nonsensical. It's fucking intense as hell. And it's, mm. it's really gross. Like, it, it, it's painful to watch. Like, I was, like, squirming in my seat when I was rewatching it. Mm. Like, I, I just feel that little tss when she gets cut open and that, that whatever alien, it's, like, it's, it sits still for a moment and then, it like, bursts open and then splatters on her. And, oh, it's so gross. It, it's just, I love it. It's disgusting. It's, it's repulsive. And I could watch it forever. And I will never eat while watching that scene. Okay. So, this is where I got to bring in some very personal biases. Okay. Um, I had a horrible disease at one point that re- resulted in I had to get uh, my colon removed Ouch. via surgery. Um, so, I got cut pretty much in the exact same spot she got cut um, in this movie. And I still have the scars to prove it. Damn. Um, yeah. And uh, here's some things. <laughs> Watching that scene infuriated me because I don't care what sort of space, like future medicine you have. Maybe they have something that could numb that amount of pain. I have never felt pain like that before. In my it, it, I can't. There's nothing even close in my life that felt that painful. Waking up after surgery, having that cut having happened it is the the amount of pain is so unbelievable it's like you're flop sweating constantly from the pain and i couldn't sleep for like 24 hours because i was in so much pain and mind you i had an epidural which was going straight into my spine of just drugs that were trying to like that would so the i had drugs in me that were supposed to be you know quelling the pain and it was still the most painful thing i've ever felt And when you cut yourself there, on that part of your body, um, you cut through muscle that will take some time to heal. Um, you're, you will not be able to move your legs for a couple days after doing that. Um, I couldn't lift my leg up off of the bed I was in for about a day. Um, so when that scene happened, I had all those fun memories come flooding back (laughs) and she immediately gets up and starts running around afterwards. Now I'll be the first to admit that's definitely not fair to the movie. Like I'm bringing a very personal experience to this, but that was the moment when the movie completely lost me. And I realized that there was nothing else and there was nothing keeping me holding on to the movie other than a vague promise that it might get good, which it didn't. Mm. So like, honestly, I could turn the movie off by that point and not need to watch any more of it. I don't think anything, I think after David finds the room with the sleeping, excuse me, with the sleeping um, albino engineers, um, I think I'm done with the movie by that point. Because there's nothing else the movie really has to show me that I want to see. 
I completely get that because, like I said, it's there, there's no ideas striping the movie by that point. It's just it, it becomes uh, it just becomes a monster movie. Yeah, it comes up to and not a good one, and not a good one. Uh, um, no, no, I don't, I don't think so. Yeah, it's, but I think in a vacuum, there are moments again, like the the C section that just fucking sing for me. If you want a fucking a good example of a B monster movie, there's a movie that partly inspired Alien called It: The Terror from Beyond Space, and it's about this crew that goes to Mars to find another crew that landed on Mars, and that entire crew is dead except for one guy. And he claims a monster killed him, but no one believes him. And this monster gets on board their spaceship when it leaves for Earth. And the whole movie is literally just that monster climbing from floor to floor, <laughs> killing people. And they have to try and like find a way to stop it before it gets to the top of the ship. That's the <laughs> whole damn movie. Dang. That's a great B-Monster movie. This is not. It's just boring. Well, okay, let's, I, I want to wrap up on the, um, I guess, the plot of uh, Prometheus then. Uh, when Waylon comes out, and you mentioned Charlize Theron was your favorite part of the movie. Mm-hmm. Um, there's that theory about her being uh, an android herself, or she's actually his daughter. Which What's your also, take on that? Which, well, here's one thing. First of all, that's an example of good ambiguity in a film. Yes. That's an example of what, like, like we should have been leaving this movie going, man, maybe she was an android. Like, holy shit, that could have changed everything. And, like, talk about it where, like, we don't really need the answer, but it's a really interesting question. And instead we asked, we left the movie going, what the fuck was the deal with the opening? And, <laughs> but here's the thing, thanks to good old Ridley Scott, he basically came out and said, no, she's not an android. <laughs> so, so, there you go. <laughs> so... The one interesting thing this movie had going for it that it it just it's gone. So, well, fuck. I mean, that's it's kind of the deal breaker for you, then, huh? Yes, a very big <laughs> deal breaker. Um, uh, yeah, I mean, okay. The rest of the movie is just people dropping off like flies. Um, the the moment again in a vacuum. When Shaw is out on um, on the planet surface, she calls Idris Elba's character and she says, "Like if you don't stop that ship, we won't have a home to get back to." Like it's just really great hero moment that they have to sacrifice themselves for. Yeah, but like it doesn't fucking mean anything. It what if I felt anything for those crew members? Yeah, you know, like, like literally, you know what this movie? What happens in this movie? It everyone pulls, dies. No, it pulls a Revenge of the Sith. Which is, there's a part in Revenge of the Sith where the, there's no, the plot of the movie just drops away and the entire film just becomes about wrapping everything up just so everything fits with the original trilogy. And that's what happens in this movie where everything, everything that happens is just to wrap everything up so there's no questions about any connection to the Alien franchise. Yeah, although the Revenge of the Sith is a whole other conversation that 
equal. Yeah, no, I'm, I'm not trying to say it's totally equal, but I'm saying that the third acts of both movies serve very similar purposes. Yeah, they're not servicing the movie at hand, and it, oh, you fucking mm. feel it. And one could argue nothing in the prequels is serving the story at hand. But that's a whole other thing. So, um, the the ridiculous visual of uh, Shaw carrying Michael Fassbender's severed head, and it's just casually talking to her, mm-hmm. is so B movie that it's literally out of Jason X. Yeah, I no oh, one. Yeah, talks about it did that. happen in Jason X. Oh fuck. Yeah. Oh fuck me! Oh no! <laughs> oh no! Yeah. Also, the violent problem with that movie is how come he can talk, but then the later model in fucking Alien, they had to like rewire just to get his head talking. Oh yeah, I got no idea. Well, I mean, none of this makes sense. No, and then the confrontation with him and the engineer—the engineer just starts killing everyone, right? And um, yeah. What? Why? I I want to know why. I'm not even like angry. I just want to understand the purpose here. Because I think yeah. there was a purpose initially, and uh, maybe something got lost in translation. Why? Well, I, I, like I mean, in production, I, in production, not literal translation. I like my idea because it's my idea. Okay. That it's about what if you meet God and He hates you and He's evil, yeah. and I think He's just pissed. That you know, lower life forms that they should have exterminated managed to find him. Um, See, I like that. I read somewhere that the reason he's angry is because he's infected, and he needed to be in cryosleep so he wouldn't die. But that doesn't make sense because he gets impregnated by the other alien. So I don't know. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Ah. Uh. It's. I just want to understand. It's it's tiring to talk about. Yeah, it's exhausting. <laughs> I, I didn't this to be my reaction while talking about it, or when I rewatched it. And the thing is, I like the. I think the thing in both of our voices, we both desperately want to like this movie. I want to so much. We want it all to make sense, and if someone out there can make all this movie work. I'm totally cool with that. Don't send a smug tweet to me saying, you just didn't get it. Fuck you. Explain this shit. I want to love this movie. And I just can't. There's nothing in it that makes me want to like it. Yeah, I like the counselor a lot. Mm -hmm. I'm the guy. (laughs) Yeah, the fact that I'm even open to the counselor shows that I can be open to this fucking movie. Yeah. I mean... But all right, so in the end, Shaw and Severed Head go off to find their creators. They go they, off to a sequel that they decided not to make. Yeah, like what would that even have entailed if it wasn't like a straight up alien movie? You know, like well, that would have that could have been fucking weird. Well, I heard they were. It was. I at one point I heard it was going to be called Paradise. And it was basically going to be Paradise Lost in Space. Which makes sense because this is at the Mountains of Madness at Space. So really, Scott would just take other books, like yeah. really idea-driven books, and make them into the Alien franchise. Which is not terrible. Also, this movie, uh, you know, trying to, like, having a little bit of the at the Mountains of Madness feel to it, it also is 
much less interesting than at the Mountains of Madness, but that's a whole other thing. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah, they leave, and then the end. It's just the same ending as Alien. And then you go, hey, I remember when they did that in Alien. Let's keep uh, remaking it. <laughs> well, the the um, the alien bursts out of the engineer's chest, which is doesn't matter to the movie. And it's yep. not even like the the official alien. It's something called like the Deacon in post production, right? Which is yeah, like, again, mean. Here's anything. here's the thing. It doesn't matter. <laughs> yeah. None of what happens in this movie matters. It probably won't be connected to Alien Covenant unless they find some really convoluted way to do that, which they could. I honestly think there's a couple of ways they could, but... Hmm. You know what I'm thinking is... Say it. All right. I, here's what I, I think there's going to be a twist in Alien Covenant. This is a very... This is a, a stretch, but this is what I think is going to happen. Okay. Let's, yeah. Let's, uh, you know what? Let's devote this section to theories now, because that's always fun. My theory that is like there's a like a ninety nine percent chance this won't happen. Go for, for it. All right, I think we're going to be introduced to these human characters, and there's going to be very little discussion about where they're from and what they're doing on this planet, um, other than trying to make a place for themselves or some shit. Right. Mm -hmm. Then the then we're going to watch uh, the basic plot of Alien play out again, and then at the end of the movie. It's going to be revealed that these people aren't from Earth. They're from another planet that went through the same treatment as Earth, where life was created on it, and it just happened to create life forms that look exactly like human beings. And it'll be like a twist. You follow what I'm saying? I do, but I am pretty sure that's not the case, because in the trailer, if I could just burst your optimism bubble mm. uh uh damien they mention earth yeah damien bachir mentions earth okay what are the chances of finding human vegetation this far from earth so maybe but hey that could be a fake out maybe literally honestly i i didn't think <laughs> i'm just i was trying to think that like what would be the craziest way to take this mm. and that was what i thought because <laughs> yeah. that's honestly an interesting existential question there are other there's humans. other other humans out there yeah. so which this movie implies honestly because when david's looking at the map room it shows like all these different planets that they had operations on yeah so, you know maybe if they what if all those planets generate the same type of life oh that'd be um, cool so yeah i'm just saying that could have been an interesting direction to take it but I have a feeling that Alien Covenant won't be about taking interesting directions. You just think it's going to be Alien again? Yeah, pretty much. I don't know. And make less sense and be and be more boring. <sighs> and you're gonna and we're and we're all gonna walk out of it and go like Danny McBride should have had a bigger part. <laughs> oh, don't say that. No. Because my hope is that he's like the co-lead because he's in a lot of the footage. I think he's going to, I honestly think he'll last because I think I, because I only watched like the first preview. I stopped because I just didn't want to get spoiled. Because um, once I realized that they were doing Alien again, I realized it was going to be very easily to get spoiled. 
Um, but he's like the he's like the pilot of the ship, so I'm guessing he's going to have to last pretty long. Yeah. Um, or die first, but I don't think that's going to happen. Yeah. Uh, uh, him and Catherine Waterston, I think, are like the main leads, along with Michael Fassbender. Uh-huh. Yeah, if you don't, uh, the the second trailer's really good. The first one's like a, a cool little teaser. I mean, it's not great. It's just cool because I, I like Alien, but um, the second one's real good. But it does show not plot stuff, but maybe some stuff visually. With I mean, well, you enough, know of you, enough of you idiots posted gifts of it. Okay, well, yeah. So I saw those, and I also basically saw the ending of the movie. So, oh wait, what do you think the ending is? I'm not. I don't want to say. I don't want to ruin it. No, um, say it. Say it to me. All right, I, I think we're gonna get. I think we're gonna get a scene where they're taking off. This is just based on the trailer. This might this, but for all I know, this could happen in the middle. Mm-hmm. I think we're gonna get a scene where one of the ships is taking off, and we're gonna get that airlock scene again, which happens in every movie, right? Yeah. But this time, it's gonna hold on and climb to the front of the ship and start attacking the front, and the ship's gonna crash. And then nothing matters in this movie, too. Yeah. Because fucking, there was a, they shouldn't show this, because they showed the ship crashing in Prometheus, the Prometheus mm-hmm. trailers, and they also show a ship crashing in the Alien Covenant trailers, so, what the fuck? Yeah. Stop doing that. <laughs> Stop it. Uh, yeah, I got, the only theory I have is that if it turns out that Catherine Waterston's character is Ripley's mom, I'm going to leave the theater. Yeah, that's that will be terrible. I will, I will fucking abhor that. Mm. Other than that, you know what? I don't. Not that this is this is okay. Mm. I, I don't need another big idea movie. Give me a solid space horror movie, and I will be content. You should do more because this is a weird franchise that clearly, as we look back on this retrospective, has mm. gone to some really weird places. And some really stupid places. Yeah, but you could you could do so much with this. Well, and they seem to be reductive in their I'm approach. Co- I'm convinced, more than ever, having done this, that it's time for the Alien franchise to end. I think it's time to put it to bed, at least for like ten years or longer. Um, just let it go away for a little bit, for a little bit, because honestly. Alien Resurrection and Prometheus were both were chances, the last two chances the franchise had to really go in interesting directions. And they didn't work. I mean, say what you will about either movie, but they clearly didn't work from a studio perspective because they aren't making a sequel. They never made a sequel to Alien Resurrection. And came close, they, though. I know they came close, but they never did because clearly yeah. someone was gun-shy based on how Alien Resurrection went. Mm-hmm. And they decided, fuck, Alien versus Predator will just be profitable. Um, and Prometheus, you know, we didn't, we just got, we're just getting this Alien Covenant, which is clearly just trying to recapture the magic of the original. It's not trying to be anything different. It's trying to be the original. Yeah. Um, which I know, I get what you're saying with just give me a solid, you know, you know, retro type film. I mean, we just have we've had a lot of those lately, where they're not reboots. They're not. Re- I mean, they're not remakes. They're more just soft reboots. And, but I don't think there's. And the, the thing is, Alien when it when it hit, it was so big 
that everyone started ripping it off for like every year until now. <laughs> I mean, there's, there was an alien ripoff this year. Oh, yeah. Um, Life. Did I you mean, watch that? Um, I saw part of it. Yeah, it's, it's fucking terrible. It, it, uh, I mean, my problem was that the trailers gave away what the fuck was happening in it, but... Oh, yeah, that too, but it's, it's, it's real bad. Interesting setup. Bad execution. Yeah. Um, but, but again, like, but see, there's... It's an alien ripoff, and we've had a hundred of those. So even doing a throwback, you know, alien movie... It's it's gonna it's it doesn't just have to escape the shadow of Alien. It has to escape the shadow of all these other imitators. And I don't think it can do that. I'm not trying to be like really pessimistic here, but I haven't seen anything out of that movie that makes me go like, oh, "All right, this is where it'll work." No, and I totally get that because it, it comes down to like, look at what Ridley Scott has done throughout his career, whether or not his movies have always been hit or misses. I, I'm just curious as to why he decided to settle down and just do alien movies like James Cameron's doing Avatar movies now. You know what I honestly think it is? He misses the glory I, days? I think it's a mixture of that, but he also, he likes making movies in space. And I think the only way a studio will let him make a movie set in space is if it's an alien film. I mean, that's what they want out of him. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's kind of like it'd be it'd be like trying to get you know George Lucas to do another Star Wars movie before the prequels. <laughs> like <laughs> you want him to do it, and that's what they want to get out of him. So if he comes to you and be like, "Hey, I have this idea for a movie set in space about like you know genetic engineering or something," they're like, "Hey, could you make it an alien film?" <laughs> I mean, I honestly feel like that's what ha- I I feel like he gets a lot of meetings like that. And, if, and, and as you point out, he works very well with studios, so he probably just goes like, yeah, I'll do that. So he just, he, I think he comes with other ideas and just makes them fit an alien mold. And I feel like that's what's happening with both Prometheus and Alien Covenant. Yeah. Um, I, I'm more optimistic for Alien Covenant still because I've liked the last couple of Ridley Scott movies that I've seen. Mm-hmm. And this time, the, the writer is John Logan, who wrote some not great movies like Star Trek Nemesis, mm-hmm. uh, Last Samurai, uh, Bats. But he also mm-hmm. wrote Gladiator, uh, Rango, Hugo, Skyfall. Uh, did I say The Aviator already? Yeah, yeah no, yeah. you didn't, but there you go. The Aviator, Sweeney Todd, uh, and Spectre, which is not mm-hmm. a great screenplay, but there's a whole other issues with that. I could talk about how Spectre might be the best Daniel Craig Bond, but that's a whole other thing. Oh, I would love that because I, I don't think that. <laughs> I love that movie so much. Um, but I, uh, but John Logan, I think John Logan's a great screenwriter, honestly. Even when he makes bad movies, they're usually at least structured fairly well. And usually the problems with them, like uh, the one Star Trek he did, it, the problems in it weren't him. Mm-hmm. That was like, that was other unrelated things. <laughs> um, so. It's, uh, but I don't know, man. I just feel like I, I don't want to see another alien. I just feel like, and also the worry is if this is successful, then they're going to want another one and another one. Well, aren't they going to already have like two sequels? Not in the bag, obviously, but like in, in the writing stages already. Well, really like Scott says he's already, really Scott's saying he's already working on another one. Yeah. Which is called like alien awakening right now. And um, it's supposed to take place in between Prometheus and Covenant. 
Or I think that might have been a misquote. He might have just like spoken like yeah. oddly. But if that's the case, that's fucking weird and makes me uncomfortable. But also at the same time, it really doesn't matter because Alien Covenant was being talked about as a direct sequel to Prometheus when we first heard about it. Yeah. And now it's not. So it doesn't matter. Yeah. And I mean, and then it was Paradise Lost. And then yeah. it became Alien Paradise Lost. And mm. yeah, the, these movies have a weird evolution, almost like the Xenomorph itself. Ha ha. Uh, and much like the Xenomorph, a lot of it is rehashed at some point. <laughs> it's all very similar at some point. They stopped getting creative after one. To an extent, yeah. Yeah. Uh, I want to talk more about Alien Covenant, but really we can't really talk this until we watch the movie. Yeah. So let's just wind down our thoughts on Prometheus. Matt, would you recommend Prometheus to anybody? You know what I would? I mean, I think it's worth watching. Um, and depending on who you are, because, I mean, movies are subjective, you could, pr- you, I, you could easily forgive a lot of problems I have with it and enjoy it. And just we'll just have to be two different people. Yeah, so. I, I too would recommend it, uh, but not in the same way I'd recommend Alien Resurrection because that's just atrocious. And like, mm-hmm. it's a that's a history lesson on what not to do. Prometheus is like, well, you might actually see things differently than I do. It's like a it's like a Rorschach test for the Alien franchise. Like, what do you see uh. here? You know, it's more just what you're looking for in a movie. Some people, I mean, I'm looking for certain things out of my science fiction and horror, and I didn't get either. But some people are looking for different things, and you could easily get them in Prometheus. Yeah. So that's, yeah. that's it for the Alien retrospective. It, it took us like a year. How did yeah. it feel? Really, Scott filmed an Alien film in between us starting it. <laughs> <laughs> and then so. another one got canceled. Yep, hey. Yeah, because we were talking about that Alien 5, I think, really early on. <laughs> yeah, and now we like, there's nothing really to say about it. It's just not going to happen. And thank God someone realized Neil Blumkamp isn't as good as everyone thought he was. <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, that will happen, though. They're going to they're gonna try and get Sigourney Weaver in one of these movies at some point. I fully believe um, that, especially with, like, de-aging technology. Yeah, nowadays. which really Scott brought up. Uh. Um. Yeah, I'd fucking Although, hate that too. Yeah, it's gonna be. I'm very nervous about that because a lot of directors are talking about using it. Yeah, in- including Martin Scorsese. Oh fuck. Um, his epic, The Irishman, is supposedly gonna use it. Oh no. Um, but but the thing is, Scorsese made 3D work, which yeah, like true. 90% of directors didn't use. Maybe I don't know. Um, we'll have to wait and see. I don't, I don't trust Ridley Scott to do it, but, um, yeah, and this, this was all, this was fun, revisiting these films. It's good to know that, it's good to remember that Alien 3 is actually really great, and that you should only watch the first three Alien movies. <laughs> <laughs> we gotta do Predator next, before that, um, that whole thing. Yeah, oh yeah, well, well, we can definitely do Predator, and then we can talk about the AVP films. Fuck. I don't, but, I don't know, man. And we got to do it because there's a new Predator coming out like next year. Yeah. Um, directed by fucking Shane Black, who is in Predator. <laughs> it's like full um, circle. Yeah. 
And I have to praise Predators, which is, I think, one of the, I think everyone slept on Predators. So I will all. hold my feelings on that movie until we get to that episode. Okay. Okay. Matt. There's a little sneak preview. Where can the people find you? You find me at EmperorOTN at Twitter.com or at Gringo Fuck Yourself on SoundCloud. There will be no new episodes. <laughs> You can find me on Twitter at Diego Waffles, President Diego, for the moment. Uh, probably going to keep that for a while. Uh, all links to everything I do over there. Uh, like and subscribe if you like this video. If you didn't like, like and subscribe anyways, because you might find something you do like. Uh, thanks for listening. Thanks for watching. Uh, thanks for listening to this entire retrospective series. Matt, thank you for joining me for this five episodes of nonsense and monstrosities. Uh, we have been professionally unprofessional.